0: everyone hope you've had a great day today whatever you've been doing hope you've been keeping safe keeping busy uh and just enjoying life and making the most of this situation that we're in as a country we're going to be looking at a core value tonight and the core values uh they're basically what our church um is made up of we're uh things that we prioritize things we look at Uh, so if you want to read them just go to our website it's myclc.org.uk find the core values on there it's even got the scriptures so you can meditate on them you can see where they come from biblically which is always interesting to do Uh, so the one that we're going to be looking at tonight is we prioritize intimacy with God and personal holiness I'm looking forward to it so I'm just going to read it out to it to you all and then we'll crack on so it says our relationship with God is the most important relationship of all we were created to know God and we are honored to be called friends of God we realize that as we draw more near to God he draws nearer to us. Quality time spent in the presence of God is of more value than anything this world has to offer. We prioritise and take personal responsibility for getting to know God more and more through feeding and meditating on the word of God. Daily, persistent and heartfelt prayer, fellowshipping with other believers and doing the will of our heavenly Father. These holy habits will help us to grow deeper in our intimacy with God Whilst whilst God loves us just as we are, He loves us too much to leave us that way. While our entrance point into the church is to simply come as we are, it is not God's will that we remain that way. God desires to transform us from the inside out so we can fully become the person that He has destined us to be. We acknowledge that our call to holiness is not about perfection, but is about a commitment to live out. Of our identity in Christ and reflect more of Jesus. It's about transparency, accountability and confession and commitment to walking in the light. It is about decision to remain sexually pure, communicate gracefully and walk in a ministry of reconciliation. As we walk in these spiritual disciplines they will help lead us to greater levels of healing, renewal and personal revival. So I could leave it there. I could just go right now and that would have been fulfilled because that is really good on it's a really good way of learning about the core value and what it is and what it means but where's the fun in that so we're gonna um, look at some definitions so the dictionary definition is always good to look at the definition um, of it in a dictionary and also in a biblical sense as well so the dictionary definition of the word intimacy is close familiarity or friendship which is quite nice it's got that close familiarity going on uh, the biblical definition i actually couldn't find a sentence that said it um maybe i was being a little bit lazy by trying to find one so instead i um kind of looked at what i was studying and what i'd written out and i decided that i was going to write my own so intertwined with the father's heart basically that's what intimacy is when our heart comes intertwined with the father's heart and we join together we're going to break that down a little bit more in a minute uh, but first off uh, i just want to you some some kind of some other bits of research that i did i put out on my instagram and just put out a question what does the word intimacy mean to you and the first response i got was lots of sex Um, which kind of it disappointed me in a way because i just felt for that person and i felt you really you really don't understand that what true intimacy is Uh, intimacy isn't a display of a physical action intimacy is so much more than that and the most intimate that two people can be and um, I'll use Rachel and I as an example the, the most intimate that we can be is by praying and I know that sounds really lame and if there's any watch anyone watching who isn't a Christian you may not understand that and maybe even some of the Christians don't get it but Rachel and I we're not the only ones in our relationship we've got God in our relationship as well so when Rachel and me we spend time together in prayer And we pray and we spend time with the holy spirit and with god and our hearts are intertwined with his that's the most intimate that we can be it's the most intimate that two people can possibly be uh and so when that person said lots of sex i was a bit like oh come on you don't get it there's so much more to that word intimacy but anyway another um definition that someone sent in like their personal definition um, and i liked this one it was permission to be unapologetically close to someone and the way you can be unapologetically close to someone and that close to someone could be physically um, because sex is a form of intimacy obviously but it can, it's got there's so many different facets to that word intimacy but to be unapologetically close you need permission and the way you gain that permission is by making a covenant with them making a vow through marriage of making that covenant to be close and to be intertwined together And um, another another definition that someone sent through a personal definition for them was uh, the first thing I thought about was God and his intimate relationship with all of us, which we're going to go into throughout the next 20, 25 minutes. And um, at the end, you're going to have an opportunity to respond to respond if you want to um, into that intimate relationship with God. And some of you may be coming back to that today, which I really hope that happens. And if it does happen, please message your testimony across. Um, So, yeah, there's that one. But this last one was my favorite. I loved it. And I'm gonna kind of go off on a bit of a tangent from here. You know what I'm like. If you know me, you know I love my tangents. And it's intertwined and woven together, a joining of hearts. So when you think you've got things just intertwined together, they become one, a joining of hearts. And in a Christian sense, we remember. While we're, I don't want you to think this is some kind of relationship talk it's not and i may seem kind of focused on that at the moment this is talking about our prioritizing our intimacy with god the vertical the vertical relationship with god and the way we do that is intertwining our hearts and how do we intertwine our heart with god's heart by accepting him by accepting him into our lives and by giving him access to our heart that's how we do it but how? How? How does that happen? How could a God, the creator of the universe, why and how does he want us um, to be? And let me just tell you how that happens. Jesus. okay, Jesus, that's how. And a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated Easter. Um, and Easter is not just about the Easter bunny and the eating eggs. It's not about that. Um, it's about a king who came, gave his life, died and resur- was resurrected and rose again so that we could live. And he went to the cross for my sin, for your sin, for our sin. He took it to the cross with him so that we could have freedom. But believe me, there's so much more to it than that. Let me just give you an example. Um, In the Old Testament, when the the presence of God dwelled in the temple, a big temple, it dwelled in this place, uh, the most holy of holies. And once a year, a priest could go into that presence and go in um, and be in the presence of God and it the presence of god was so powerful and it is so powerful that it can take lives like that it's not in the nature of god to take a life um in the evil sense if if you see what i'm saying that's a tangent that's a road i'm not going to go down um but the presence of god is so powerful that it is just such if it it's just and it's incredible see it leaves me speechless but it's so powerful they had to tie a rope around the waist of a priest as he went into the presence of god and as he goes in um, if he died then his friends would just have to pull him out um, but because of Jesus death and resurrection that presence can live within us the same presence it's not like a dumbed-down version it's the same presence the same power can live within us simply because he died and he tore the veil from top to bottom so that we could have access to that, that presence the same Holy Spirit and so that our hearts could be intertwined with his heart and let's look at some some other examples you've got let's look at adam i want you to imagine that you are adam and you're walking in the garden and you're with god and you look at god in the eyes and he says i created you i made you Could, how is how is it possible to be more intimate than that with eye to eye with the creator and he says i made you it reminds me of when i first met uh, my my daughter Eva for the first time and i'm looking at her and we make eye contact and it's such a a spark and it's love at first sight and like that she had me wrapped around her little finger um but we're looking and there's that that intimacy and that love straight away imagine you're adam and you have that with the creator and he just looks at you and says adam i made you i just imagine that it's just incredible and then you look at abraham who was known as a friend of god he had that intimate label of god as being a friend of god and then moses he went up the mountain to be with god to be in the presence of god and he spent 40 days and 40 nights up the mountain in the presence of god and then god points out the promised land and says there it is there off you go but then moses in exodus thirty-three fifteen, refuses and he says no if your presence doesn't go with me i don't want to go so i want to challenge you Are you at a place today in your relationship with Christ where you would go somewhere he isn't? And obviously he is omnipresent. He is at all places, at all times. He is in our hearts. But would you go somewhere that he hasn't told you to go? And would you, are you willing to do that? And can you recognise the voice of the Father? We're going to go into that a little bit more in a minute as well. Can you recognise the voice of the Father so much so that you would only go where he tells you to go? And then a final example is Apostle Paul. He says to live is Christ, to die is gain. I want you to imagine that there's a big long piece of rope that's stretched out and there's an inch of it that's coloured in. That inch represents our life on earth. The rest of the rope represents eternity in heaven with God, sitting in heaven, praising him all the day long. That little inch is our life and when we die we gain so much more. Um, And if, if you haven't yet surrendered your life to Christ and you're not sure about your eternal life and where you're going when your time comes then please listen in close because your opportunities come in to, to guarantee to get your guarantee of where you're going and to know where you're going um so yeah and that was the the greatest commandment of christ in matthew 22 37 is you must love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind and with all your soul those three things that make up a human love the lord your god with all of that prioritize him prioritize that intimacy with all of those things and just watch the blessings flow just watch his presence flow through you and uh, it just reminds me and i used to ride a motorbike um, i know you're probably thinking how have you gone from the holy spirit to a motorbike well it does link quite well actually so uh, when i was learning to ride a motorbike and i was had my lessons my driving instructor said to me where you look you will go so if you're riding along and you look down you're gonna go down if you're riding your bike and you look at a bush you're gonna go into the bush and um, he actually he did it as a demonstration and he got us to ride around in circles in a car park and he said as you're going around look to the left and you start going so where you look you go so if your priority if your prioritize if your priority is god and you're looking at god you will go where god is and you will go where he prompts you to go so remember that where you look you will go Okay, so what things can ruin that intimacy and what things can get in the way and become a bigger priority? And one thing is the, the friends that we choose to be with, our friendship group, uh, can often distract us. I'm not saying it always does, but it can be. So if you're the only Christian in your friendship group, it can be really difficult. It can be hard to... And live out your relationship with jesus because you'll be pulled to the left and to the right and you'll be um peer pressured or you may be peer pressured into doing certain things doing things that contradict your faith and that go against what the bible says and how you should be living your life and reflecting your life in that way of personal holiness so your friends can be a distraction again hear me i'm not saying that they are i'm saying they can be so you need to be wise about who you choose your friends to be there's a phrase that says show me your friends and i'll show you your future so you just need to be a bit wise about that and think about that um and there's things called idols idols things that rank above god and actually what i want you to do is if in the chat if if you want to in the chat just write some things that are important to you um and maybe in your own time write down a list of five things that are important to you they could be family friends Food, music, I don't know, a hobby, whatever's important to you, I want you to write down five things that mean a lot to you. And then I want you to write, write them in a list, and then in the list next to it, I want you to prioritize them and put them in number order. And I really, really hope that God, it, number one, that God is in that list, but also I hope that He comes at the top of that list. And if not, then maybe the priorities are slightly round the wrong way, and you've actually made an idol of these things. An idol is anything that comes above God. And uh, just a little little insight into mine and Rachel's relationship there's me Rachel and God and I know that Rachel will never love me more than she loves God and she knows that I will never love her more than I love God and that's the way it's meant to be because everything flows from him and if we we know that if, if if it goes around the wrong way if I start loving her more than I love God then things are going a bit topsy-turvy and things aren't quite right and um you just need to make sure that you're not making idols, that you're not putting things above God. And another thing that can become a priority and can distract and take away that intimacy with the Holy Spirit is actually is our phones. And I know often often we can use our phone as an excuse, like oh I'm I'm on the Bible, I've I've got the Bible app on here, which is is great. Like yeah, you can you can have the Bible on your phone, um, but then you may get a, a notification. Like, I've got a notification here, which is a Facebook message. It's so easy to click that. It's so easy to be like, oh, what's that person said? And then you message and then you realise, oh, I've got another message. And then you're off and you're distracted. And so if you are going to use your phone, I encourage you, quick practical tip, just put it on airplane mode, download the version you want, the translation you want, put it on airplane mode and then that distractions, those distractions and notifications won't come through and then you've got the Bible. And um, yeah, so that is, phones can be a distraction. They can be the biggest blessing, but also the biggest distraction. So make sure you're wise on them. And these last two can be a little bit controversial, and I want you to hear me out on this. Uh, One of the biggest distractions from our intimacy with with the Holy Spirit and with God uh, can actually be the church. Because we get so caught up in doing church, we get so caught up in attending and making sure that we're on time. We've ticked our Sunday Sunday church box. We're, we're there. We've made it to church. Yep, I can carry on the rest of my week now. We get so caught up in doing church that we forget to be intimate with Christ and then be the church. And um, I want you, again, it's, I can't stress enough that I want you to hear me out in this, that we get so caught up in doing so many courses and the church do so many courses uh, that it it takes up too much time and people get distracted by the courses and the intention of a course is to bring people closer to jesus when actually it's just giving them a certificate and maybe a qualification Um, however and this is where i want you to hear me out here please 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 because i don't want to be misquoted or misheard the thing i love about city life church is that all of our courses that we run the alpha course the marriage course the pre-marriage course the relationship course transform life all the other things we do stem from and they are based upon the foundation of intimacy with christ and that is why we see fruit from those courses that we run so please know that i'm not making a dig at city life church because the amount of courses we run because i love that the courses are based on intimacy with jesus it's that vertical thing first the the holy spirit is is made the main focus every course that i've attended at city life church every course that i've ran every course that i've um, been a part of the first thing that happens is prayer and that we base it on him, and then we go. And again, like I just said, that is why we see so much fruit from the ministries of City Life Church. And I know people, when they get frustrated, and these are people outside of City Life Church that are part of other ministries, they get frustrated. They're like, why am I not seeing fruit? Why am I not seeing this? I'm trying so hard. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's like, well, okay, well, have you prayed? <laughs> have you prioritised him? Have you prioritised God? And they are like, oh, no, I haven't it's like well there's your issue you're not prioritizing god and when you prioritize him first and put that intimacy with him first and everything flows from that you see so much fruit and that's why we are seeing fruit as a church is because there's intimacy and that's why we are seeing growth um, and spiritual growth and depth and discipleship because the priority and we're living out this core value as a leadership i absolutely love our slt our senior leadership team because they prioritize they put this core value into action. They prioritise the intimacy with God and personal holiness. And it flows from God through the leadership team into the staff, into the church. And that is why I love talking on this core value because it's it's not just one that makes us look good. It's not one that if someone's visiting the website, they're like, oh, that looks good. Uh, no, it's so much more than that. It actually happens. It's not just something to make us look good. It's something that it, there's fruit from it and it actually happens. Uh, so, Yeah. Um, The church can be a big distraction. And another one, and this one's pretty obvious, but we're going to break it down a little bit more, uh, is the enemy. The enemy can be a distraction, not in a way of him taking us away, but he can actually keep us busy by doing a good thing. He can keep us busy by doing things that are good. uh, But we get so caught up in that good thing that we forget that he is the good shepherd, that he is the good shepherd that leads us and takes us and um, leads the way. Uh, So we can get caught up in doing good things that we forget. That he is the good shepherd and with that i'm just gonna uh, read a scripture which is john 10 and um, this passage is is titled in my version which i've got um the esv which is uh, it says i am the good shepherd truly truly i say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way that man is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep So Jesus, again, said to them, when it says them, he's talking about um, the Pharisees and the the men, the religious men. So, So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly I am the Good Shepherd so there's so much in that that we could pack out we could do a whole talk on that scripture itself but the few things I want to pull out um, is where it says um, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out the sheep um, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice I want to ask you a simple question if God spoke to you would you recognize it as his voice or a voice of distraction because We need to get to a place of intimacy with Christ that we can recognise his voice so that the shepherd can lead us. And I did a little bit of research into shepherding and being a shepherd. And when a shepherd first starts off, he has to push his sheep forward. He has to have his rod and his staff and maybe a sheepdog and push them forward and push them because they don't recognise his voice. So he has to come behind and shove them forward. But eventually he gets to a place of intimacy with his sheep where they will just follow him because they know his voice and he knows them all name by name and there's that place of intimacy where they just recognize his voice and they trust his voice because they're intimate and they know Um, do you know the father's voice do you know the voice of christ if he speaks to you and spoke to you right now and told you tomorrow i want you to get up and go do this would you recognize it as his voice Um, so i really hope that that has challenged you that the sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice if you don't know his voice then there's no pressure not telling you off all i'm saying is get intimate with christ to that point where you can hear and you can understand his voice so some practical ways that we can prioritize that intimacy with holiness uh, setting time aside to read the bible worship and soak in his presence that's nice and simple uh, these are just gonna be bullet points um and the next one join a course at a christ-centered church there are so many courses out there um we run lots at city life church if you want to learn more just go on our website or put in the chat that you want to find out more and i'm sure someone would love to follow it up Um, and also this final one to get intimate with christ just walk out what he tells you to do just to walk with him and see that he's walking with you every day and the more you do it the more you walk with him the more you will want to walk with him so there's just some ways that you can prioritize uh intimacy with the holy spirit and with god and um, we're going to look at, and I know I feel like I've kind of neglected the personal holiness side of this, this, um, this core value. Uh, there's so much more that you could talk on, but I just want to give a few practical ways that you can practice and live out personal holiness. One of them is the clothes you wear. Dress respectfully, respect yourself more than anything, dress modestly um, and dress in a way that uh, respects others and respects yourself. Another one is how you speak to others. The more intimate you are with Christ, the more Christ-like you will be. And the more um, respectful you will be, the more loving you will be. People will know that you are um, his disciple by the way you love them. Hey, another one is the music books and uh, movies that you watch. Just ask God, is this something you want me to watch? Yes, no. And just be discerning and just listen to that voice of the Father. And also how we spend our time, which is a key one how are you spending your time during this lockdown? Are you using it by playing games on your phone? Which I do, I play games on my phone, but I just make sure that I'm not on it all the time, all the time, 24 seven. I do it just to kind of pass some time and just have some downtime. Um, But yeah, so make sure you spend your time wisely. I'm gonna come into close here. I hope there's been some bits that have spoken to you. If you have any more questions, then please just type in the chat or message me. I'd love to talk to you. Um, But to finish off, I'm just gonna pray. And this is an opportunity for those of you who have not yet woven your heart with the Father's heart. And it's also for those of you who have um, drifted a bit and you feel distant from the Father and you want to come back in and you want to uh, have your heart intertwined with him once again. So feel free to close your eyes. Do what you feel comfortable with. I'm going to close my eyes because it's how I feel most comfortable to pray. uh, And then we will close. Father God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus. Uh, To die on the cross so that we could have freedom from our sin and from freedom from death. But um, more than that, so that we could come into relationship with you. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for every single person watching this video, watching this this service, wherever they are, whether they're watching it back or if they're watching it live. Lord, I ask that you would speak to them and that your Holy Spirit would meet with them in their moment as they surrender their life over to you and they um, intertwine their hearts with the father's heart father i thank you for intimacy and may it forever be our priority in the mighty name of jesus amen cool amen hope you have had a great time i've enjoyed this Um, and make sure you look after yourself look after others stay indoors make them you know what you know the you know the rules you know what's going on whatever you're doing have a great day have a great week and god bless Bye bye